All right, you guys. I'm totally over these chapters because I'm like halfway through our next section and shit is getting popping. <laughs> so now I... we have to talk about this boring shit for an hour and a half. It's <laughs> not boring. Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls where all the dead animals are. This is episode 7, Royal Assassin, chapters 14 through 20, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Jenny, a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. I'm Joey, and I'm a first-time audiobook listener. All right, first up, corrections, omissions, and announcements. Announcement. We are will be at New York Comic Con next week, and by we, I mean everyone on this pod but Ashley. Thanks. Uh, plus Alyssa. Uh, plus Alyssa, who, who will be a future host. Uh, she will, uh, and we're going to do some Hob cosplay, I think, on Friday. So hopefully, yes. uh, if you see us attending the Robin Hob panel or standing in line to uh, meet Robin Hob and have her sign stuff, uh, you will say hi to us and appreciate our Robin Hob costumes. Our next episode. At least acknowledge that you recognize us. Yes, please, because no one will know except you, dear listener. Uh, our next episode is going to go up during New York Comic Con, but uh, we will talk about our New York Comic Con adventures uh, in the episode after that, which will be the last episode that covers Royal Assassin. Uh, let's see what else. In uh, the episode before this, we spent some time disparaging Molly and invited our listeners mm. to send Oops. us messages <laughs> in defense of Molly, and one Shining Defender stepped up. So we got an email from Yetta. Uh, so I'd like, uh, as an apology, for us all to say something nice about Molly. Oh, put us on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Can you think of anything I will. Nice? I, I will echo what Yetta actually said in her email. I do appreciate the fact that, like, Molly is a little bit of a hustler. And she doesn't like being a servant, but she knows that she can make money to open up her own Chandler Brie? Chandlery? Candle store? What, yeah. You know that word. Bath and body. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make a change from all the tea stores in Buckkeep Town. She wants to buy a franchise on her own, and she's making it happen. And sometimes you just have to grin and bear it. So I kind of, I appreciate that about her. Yeah, she's definitely a, she's a strong character in her own way. Um, and pretty sassy, too. I find that attractive. So, I guess... I don't hate hate her, but <laughs> he just regular hates her. One hate, just one wit. One one hate. Oh wow! I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote her. I'm gonna quote the email. I'm gonna earn me some Yetta points. Okay. <laughs> what I liked about Molly was that she knows what she wants and she does what she can and has to to get it. She knows her skills. Likes making candles, and she will suffer through being a lady's maid to be able to have her own chandlery again. I've always admired that her that quality in her. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's only one like of like four paragraphs, too. I do. I do agree that I I like that she you know is capable and she does you know she does want to sort of like do things on her own i mean yes she's you know using patience and fits to sort of do that but you know she came up with that plan and she went and she you know did that for herself and 
she knows how to scrape by when she has to. So I do appreciate that about her. I do think she is, like, a strong character in and of herself. Like, I think she's a strong person. That's... I'll just leave it there. Oh, I do have a... I have a fave Molly moment from this particular section. Her and her and Fitz are getting ready to do it on some rocks. And... Uh, <laughs> Fitz is like, am I not worth it? Like, about the bruises from doing it on rocks. And she's like, no, but I am. And then she, like, throws him down on the ground. I did. I, I really did like, I her like that, that a lot, too. Oh. I'm like, she's, I, she's not going to get her back all fucked up. And, yeah, she's going to be on tap today. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> I think she probably smells really nice. That's true. She's got all of her yeah. scented candles well, all mingling together. The fool says the room smells afterwards, so one of them has got... Well, it's definitely fits. It's definitely well, that's fits. <laughs> Gift your boyfriend with some soap, Molly. Maybe okay. she should start that business, too. That They have that at Bath and Body Works. I know. Full Bath and Body Works. It's when she diversifies. <laughs> We've already fixed Molly's business. Well, right. We'll, we'll send a note. <laughs> Uh, all right. I don't maybe, know, is soap just, really going to be popular she, in that era? I was going to say, maybe she care? actually invents plumeria. The most <laughs> <laughs> coveted scent of Bath Body Works from 1994. <laughs> you had to have that. You had to. Okay, uh, uh, let's see. Uh I have a section in here to tag yourself as uh, a Fitz quote, but maybe we should do that as the en- at the end. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's let's move on to our chapters. Chapter 14 is called Winterfest. And the intro basically just tells us what Winterfest is. It's a holiday. Yay. Fitz and Molly's and Night Eyes continue to dally. And Fitz is late for axe practice with Birch in Verity's Tower because of it. The fool appears while Fitz is rushing to get ready to make fun of his musky room that we talked about earlier. Gross. Clean your room, Fitz. And he makes it clear that he was only being mean to Fitz earlier uh, in public for show. And he tells Fitz that if he goes to check in on Shrewd, he'll make a deal and tell him where he, the fool, came from. So Axe training with Birch is also Verity ride-along training for the day, and Fitz goes about his life with Verity perched in his mind. Fitz makes good on his deal with the fool and visits the king, and he locks Wallace out, tidies up the room, laments over the state of the king until Regal and Sabrut show up to kick him out. Fitz reminds everyone of the deal that Shrewd made him and shows his pin, uh, but Regal still throws him out anyways, and Fitz realizes that his chances of talking to Shrewd about marrying Molly are slim. So we talked about the fact that Fitz is gross and he made his room smell bad. (laughs) Indeed. The the parade of people going through his room and going, like, making comments on the sex smell is just tops. Oh, man. Well, and the fool, the fool is really not, like, so creepy, but, like, some of the shit that he says to Fitz is a little, like... Oh God! What I'm trying to find. Uh, he makes a comment about like I wish I could have got some of that or something to that effect. Oh yeah, that's guys, Eli's that favorite part. I can't find it. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> he says, um, "What's that scent? Perfume candles? 
they're supposed to bring restful dreams. And, oh, this is Burrich that said that. Burrich says, that's not the kind of dreams that scent would bring me. It's full of musk, mm. boy. Your whole room reeks of it. Mm. <laughs> musk. Oh, my God. Earthy. All right. I found the, uh, I found the, uh, I found the fool's comments. So the fool comes barging into his room. Um, and he's still like tired cause he didn't sleep at all that night before. Um, and he goes, what do you want? I demanded in no mood for his silliness. He took a deep appreciative sniff. Some of what you had would be lovely. And then, uh, Fitz chases him around the room and, uh, the fool goes, but not from you. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did think it was interesting um so before sexy times Fitz and Molly are talking and he makes a comment to her about how like he had this dream and he saw that she killed the woman when the red ships raided and Molly makes a comment of like I never told anybody about that like how do you know and he's like because I have these dreams that tell me and he was actually being honest with her somewhat like not fully explaining everything but you know that was interesting and frustrating because if you live in Buckkeep, which is essentially a gigantic college of like assholes running around in different rooms it's like real genius but like real not genius opposite of and you would have at least heard about the skill wouldn't you as molly be like oh is it the skill is that what the skill does? I would does? think so. Like, it can't and, like be... everybody would know that he was at least trained in the skill. Like people around the castle know. Yeah, it's not a well, secret. but they were. Everybody was told that he was a failure at it, so they might interpret that to mean like he doesn't actually have it. I don't know. Well, yeah, but he does have the wit, though, and I do like this conversation that he has with Night Eyes, who cannot understand that he does not want Night Eyes around when he's having sexy time with Molly. Yeah. And like, no, it's not like meat. Meat I would always share with you, and shelter, and always I will come to fight beside you if you need me. Always I will let you know, let you join me in the hunt, and always I will help you hunt. With this, with my dot 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 female, this I must have to myself, alone. And then Night Eyes is like, yes, but fem- sharing females is normal. And I'm like, is it? Do wolves no. do that? I don't think he's they like, do that. He's like, the well, meat, well. the hunt, the defending of territory and females, these are all pack. When she bears a cub, shall I not hunt to feed them? Shall I not defend them? And Fitz is like, Night Eyes, I cannot explain this to you right now. Can I get in on this? <laughs> it we is double dipping he's in our like pack. A, he's like a puppy still. And nobody's talking about her. He's he's like it doesn't make it any less if I share it. It doesn't take away from your enjoyment, but I guess it does. Well, but it this is like mine. This is mine. This is not a thing for you to share. Do you understand? And Nina is like selfish. This is not a thing like meat made more or less by sharing. I don't know. I feel like Molly would have an opinion. Uh, oh, I definitely. Think I mean, sure. there like yeah, there, there's a lot of funny stuff in this chapter, but also like okay, so Verity is able to like mind meld basically with with uh with it's and and that's like a thing that they do now that he's just gonna mm-hmm. spy on the world i mean i get that that i i understand why verity is like training to do it but i also feel like he's just he just wants to you know spy on everyone use fits yeah creepy it's useful it is, but at the same time, I wonder how much better this kingdom would be if it had rulers that were ruling it instead of spending all of their time, <laughs> like, 
doing like these very focused, sneaky or specialized, like very narrow things? I don't know. That is a good question because I feel like no one is really ruling this kingdom. Well, I mean, like Regal is. Yeah, and I was going to say later plan. on we find out that Regal's <laughs> yeah. basically doing everything. <laughs> like why? <laughs> Regal why is, are they letting like, him how do that, this stuff? Exactly. Like how do they even <laughs> let that come to be? It's like okay, so we have this king. As we see Fitz go into his room, we realize how like fucking out of it and just like ill he is and so we're just letting regal get away with all this shit it's so annoying i just this is basically the section of the book where i'm just like why is regal alive please get <laughs> because i just like i don't understand how they can all go to shrewd's rooms and see what's happening and just do nothing yeah well, because it's like, like it's, it's also because, it. you know, he's Shrewd's favorite son. And then Ver- he is Verity's right. brother. Like, Verity is is still biased when it comes to Regal. Like, yeah, he's he's caused trouble. It's like Thor and, and, uh, and you know, Loki. It's like, but he's still my brother, you know? Like, right. But like... Regal is not worthy of the <laughs> But also, Verity yeah, has the power right. to say, like, why is this Wallace guy always around yeah being the keeper like why like let's no one else wants to change his bedpans but the fool and the fool is weird yeah and he just doesn't he's verity is so checked out he's letting all of this shit happen he doesn't even have to necessarily do anything to regal he just has to put a stop to all the other shit Mm -hmm. and then like if he was like like here father i got you a new like manservant yeah and who's not in regal's pocket Who's, he, he knows, he, like, better healing techniques, and I'm gonna, like, leave him with you. Like, there's, I feel like there are political moves he can make to sort of... I don't think Verity has the wherewithal that. to even get to that conclusion. I think he has checked the fuck out. I also think I mean, the implication is true, that no matter but... who they put there, Regal will get to them. And charm them. True. So, so keep it on a high rotation. High churn rotation. Those mothers out. But like... then everyone, but then the, the gossip about the king's <laughs> failing season. health could, like, get around the kingdom. I, mean, I just feel like is that the worst they, thing ha- at this they should point? do. I feel like they should do something. Like the fact that they do nothing, and like later there's you know conversations conversations with Shade, but like, like just fucking make somebody be honest and tell you. I just don't understand why they don't like try. They just like let it go every yeah. single time. Well, I I also wonder if Verity's motivation for like wanting the practice, he, like he is practicing this whole like occupying Fitz's brain thing but mm-hmm. he wants to live life as Fitz he wants to like hear what people say and see life in the in the castle and like and have a different perspective than <laughs> he as king and waiting has and I think I wonder if that's because shade isn't around like he doesn't have anyone to mm-hmm. hide in the walls and then come report and tell him what's going on so he's he has to do it himself yeah I do think it would be nice if he, like, told Fitz, because there's a section where he's like, oh, I didn't mean to be spying on you. Yeah. When you were with Molly. Mm. Or did I? Well, that's a different thing. Well, let's, let's go to chapter, so, since off. we're talking about, let's go to chapter 15. So, that one's called Secrets, uh, and it's still the same day as the last chapter, so the intro is about Verity's motivation for celebrating his warships during the Winterfest holiday. Fitz and Night Eyes go hunting, uh, and Fitz continues to fail at conveying to Night Eyes why he doesn't want to share everything with him. And when he gets back, the fool is still in his room looking through the Elden Scrolls. And before he leaves, the fool, you know, says, well, you know, 
we made a deal. You went to see Shrewd. So now I owe you the answer to from whence comes the fool and why. And the fool ends up being from a place far to the south and across an ocean where he had two dads. And it is a culture that collects prophecies and celebrates anyone with a specific heritage that allows them to find their places in a, quote, future history. He reveals to Fitz that he attempts to affect present history, and he calls Fitz his keystone, his gate, crossroads, catalyst. Quote, I came here for you, Fitz. You are the thread I tweak. So it's getting seriously interesting in this scene, but Fitz ends up having like a fit. So he kicks the fool out of his room really quickly and then passes out in the bed. And then later we kind of awake with Fitz uh, down in the great hall and he's like super stoned and it ends up being the ashes in Shrewd's room that made him super high. And he's attending Winterfest and he ends up having to be hastily escorted out by Patience and Lacey to avoid continued embarrassment for his behavior. So after he's deposited in his room, Shade summons him for the first time since disappearing weeks before. And they end up talking about Shrewd's health. And Shade sends Fitz to bed, but instead he goes to Molly. And then he's back at axe training the next morning, dead on his feet, but somehow is able to put Birch on his ass while mind-melding with Verity again. Is this the chapter where he makes the poison for the Uh... Or is that later? I, I think it's when he like goes the- back to his room. Yeah, it's in. I forget which chapter it's in, but yeah, where he like comforts himself by like making the, the little, the little poison, yeah. and then he's like and he, he rages out by making poison to mm-hmm. kill somebody. But it's like first he oh, makes a yeah, list of how better. he would kill him. Then he makes the poison. Then he puts a pocket in his in his shirt sleeve so that <laughs> oh, he can so carry the poison around. What we do know happens in this chapter is the really weird conversation with between Fitz and the Fool when right. the Fool starts saying, from whence he came. <laughs> and it's mm. like, is he from the future? <laughs> or, like, <laughs> what is this pale race that weaves on looms and tells you about future history? Or history future? I don't know. It was all um, definitely interested to see how all this plays out because obviously we're going to get a lot more i mean i am proud of you ashley for acknowledging and noticing all those things because fitz did not it seems that (laughs) i mean high praise i really expect fitz too so thank you for thinking that i'm just smarter than the dumbest (laughs) (laughs) what where huh i just like that fitz is just like he thinks it's a joke He's like, okay, yeah. cool, fun story. He's like, okay, whatever. You're trying to trick me. Cool story, You're bro. trying to make me believe some dumb shit. I thought that um, I had my theory that um, the fool was an elderly. <laughs> Not a bad theory. I mean, I some, like he's, he's something. He's, like, he's, future telling. he's obviously not just a fool, and we've gotten a lot of indications that he knows much more, and he's obviously telling him about things before they happen and now we have all of this and he's slowly starting to like let all this information trickle out but he also I also really appreciated the fool's kind of like outlook on life in the world and there's this portion where Fitz is like not all men are destined for greatness and the fool is like no you're wrong like you can have greatness in the smallest of ways or in the biggest of ways but like this is life and we need to do things that matter and that contribute to things and I like Fitz's response to that. This yeah. is philosophy, fool. I have never had time to study such <laughs> things. Ah, Fitz, this is life. It's such a job. And no one, and no one has too the time to, to not think. think of these things. Me brain hurt. <laughs> and then Fitz Where is like, acts. fool, this is beyond me. <laughs> I wonder if the fool had told that story to Molly 
if he could have like gotten to Fitz via Molly. I think Molly would have been like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm not convinced. I don't He's know. a witch. Kill him. Like Burn him. Would be. I feel like she would be more receptive than Fitz is. I don't know. Receptive to it? I don't know. I feel like she probably thinks the fool is a fucking creep. Yeah, see, I, I mean, don't feel I like can't blame her for that. Attention. I just don't feel like she's immersed enough in the politics to, or the the mythology of the world to really, like, grasp onto that. I mean, not that Fitz is either in terms of, like, yeah. what's going on with the fool, but, I think it would but take... I just feel like it's beyond what Molly, like, thinks about normally. I, She's just, like, yeah. candles. Which is I my definitely think, like, she would need... Right. I feel like she would need some background. She would need some background intel. Mm-hmm. But Fitz has, Fitz has experienced the fool, like, make predictions before. And he's, you know, experienced the skill dream with Shrewd, where, you know, right. the fool was talking about seeing forward or remembering forward. Like, he's had a little bit of primed, like, pr- preparation for this knowledge, even though he didn't really yeah, he's... take it into a real account. But, like, I don't think Molly would... I think she'd just be like, what are you even <laughs> And he's still surprisingly yeah. unreceptive, considering... Well, because he's focused on Molly and the musky room. He's... That's, that's <laughs> why I... Like, it, my comment is more about what Fitz thinks is important right now. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, if Molly were to believe the fool and tell him, then I think he might, you know, grasp onto it a little bit more. But I just don't know if Molly would be the right conduit for that. I think that Molly would make a good friend to the fool, hypothetically, at this point. Because, like, she could make pretty candles, and he could give her, like, porcelain dolls, and they could be, like, the crafty friends. Yeah. Mm. I think they could build to it. I don't think he could just come out and yeah. say it. So I guess if they built to it, yes, I think maybe it could. Uh, be a I good think thing. she'd be threatened by the fool because clearly, like Fitz is like going up in his room and like it's weird. I think so I you... think she'd be like, "You need to stop fucking around with this weirdo." That <laughs> I she's re- he's repelling into her room. So I mean, you know, she's getting the same treatment. Yeah, she's getting <laughs> she's getting the same treatment, but only she should be getting that treatment. <laughs> Wow, Joey thinks that Molly is He's coming to her room. I think Molly would be He's coming to her room more than once. I think that she, I think she'd be territorial of being violated. That, all right, okay. We'll see how she reacts to to, to (laughs) I think she'd be like, who's this bitch? That's all. Who's this this bitch? (laughs) Well, I mean, she does get frustrated with Fitz, like, later on in this section, you know, when he, you know, has all these other duties and he's not just you know, coming to her all the time. So I could see where if he was getting involved with, with the fool and, you know, future stuff that it might be a little bit of an issue. Wow. Molly not allowing Fitz to have friends. That's pretty controlling. It, uh, I don't, it's different. It's different. I don't know you know if, it's different. You know it's different. I don't I don't I don't think she would be upset about him having a friend. I just think I don't know. I could see there being drama. All right. I wonder how the fool feels about Fitz being such a fucking dense piece of shit because he's <laughs> like, I'm here to tell you that I think that you're the keystone, the gate, the crossroads, the catalyst. And Fitz is like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, and Fitz and fool, the fool is like, 
fuck? He's like, this mission. He's like, I got put on this fucking mission, and this is what I have to deal well, with. Well, I don't. Think that, I don't think he. Cho- I don't think he chose the tool. I think he just identified the tool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a hammer, not a uh, screwdriver. I don't know what's what's to better. To be fair, there's a lot of information that comes out in this chapter. There's. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's a lot a to lot, take in. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Fitz is super good at an axe after training for like a day. Oh yeah, I love that. He's like, "Oh, what is this?" Uh, and then, "Oh, bam!" Like, <laughs> I like that he just breaks Master into like hysterical he's, laughter, he's spinning it around. He's like, "Wow, I guess I'm good at this shit." Well, it wasn't his joke; it was Verity's joke. That like despair, <laughs> that gallows humor that he felt about how useless <laughs> he was, like one man with an axe and one guy skilling how useless it, how useless the two of them are for winning a war wow real <laughs> real uh you know cheerleading from our our lead guy <laughs> wow we're fucked <laughs> we so are so do we fucked think that his his sudden getting figuring out the axe bit was he i guess he put himself to exhaustion and was able to actually meld with verity and so does Verity know how to use an axe? No, but like that was distracting him before trying to work with Verity and fight. And like he, he's sudden, he suddenly like synced with Verity. I'm wondering if he's with Burritch. Yeah. Burritch I mean, knows yeah. Cause we know that Burritch exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not with the skill. Mm. I think he was syncing with mm. night eyes. Yeah. He's got- <laughs> He that it's that metal tooth, that big metal iron tooth <laughs> can swing yeah. around, giant jaw. I'm, no, Joey, that's Just again, like that. that's Wheel of Time. <laughs> <laughs> Keep getting it confused. I don't um, I think I made it halfway through the second book. <laughs> uh, should we what? move on to chapter 16? Oh, well, we didn't talk mm-hmm. about him being stoned at Winterfest. Oh, sorry. Just, yeah, we should talk about Very like important. Do, very important. I feel like we do need to touch on that okay. because that shit was okay. funny. Okay, you're right. It was funny. Shall we play what our game? Sitting? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. yes. All right, sure. so it's time for the gang. The game. Tag yourself as a Fitz quote from this chapter. I'll go first. I don't know if mine is from this chapter. Oh, fine. I'll wait. Oh. I'll wait then, oh. Ashley. Here Don't wait, back. you guys. Okay, well, keep moving, keep grooving, keep moving. Mine keep is grooving. from this chapter. So mine was when he's. He, I, I can't find it in this section. I'll just read it from here. Um, when he's super stoned and he's standing at the base of a staircase and he's like, "I forget how to do these." <laughs> it's, it's, it's relatable. Not the stone part, but you know, the forgetting how to like walk upstairs. It's it's a thing. <laughs> Mine is also from, like, right before he tries to go up the stairs. It's uh, when Patience and Lacey are, like, scolding him. And he's like, it's all good. Don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. He was letting that hussy touch his upper thigh. (laughs) She was so hella fresh with him. She started a little low. Then she was like, oh, let me get a little higher. He ain't trying to stop me. I think the, but the I moment also... I realized it wasn't actually a dream was when Lacey glared at him because that girl yeah. was touching his thigh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do think, I do think the way that she writes this kind of stuff though is always very interesting, you know, because you just sort of start out and you don't really know what's going on, 
because it's all from his you know first person perspective. Yeah, and you think and that you he, kind of like you think that he just had yes. a seizure, right? And then suddenly he's yeah, down you the, kind of just in in the party, right? Like it doesn't make any sense, and you're just like, wait, what? And I just, I think it's interesting that it's it's written in that way, and it's not like it doesn't explain what's happening because it's from his first person point of view. So I just I always appreciate how that gets written because you kind of have to figure it out with him. And it starts out Regal's like a big bird and <laughs> Shrewd is made of paper and the fool has got a tongue sword and he's killing all of the people attacking yes. Shrewd with his tongue mm-hmm. sword. And here were Verity and Ketrickin on another day as pretty as the fool's doll, each of them. I looked and saw they were both made of hungers, like containers made of emptiness. I felt so sad. I'd never be able to fill either of them. For they were both so terribly empty. Regal came to speak to them, and he was a big black bird. Not a crow, no. Not so merry as a crow, and not a raven. He hadn't the cheery cleverness of a raven, no. A miserable eye-pecker of a bird, circling, circling, dreaming of them as carrion for himself to feast on. He smelled of carrion, and I covered my mouth and nose with my hand and walked away from them. It, I, just, because, just because I just watched uh, The Dark Crystal, I just I now picture him as a Skeksis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Regal's a Skeksy. <laughs> but I also just, I love, you know, like, you get Night Eyes' like, thoughts in here. He's like, brother, are you mad? Have you eaten fish bones? Are you burned by fever? Do fish bones make you high? I don't uh, know. Apparently we're I don't think he knows what high means. And then I do, of course, like when he says to lacy and patience later i thought about it that i said i was poisoned by fish bones but i feel fine and he also calls patience his mother <laughs> yeah he says my is mother says i have to go is everybody high like this i feel like it would be like orgies breaking out in the hallway well no it's and, just like, him well, he, no it's just he, him he ate that like super concentrated pot ash <laughs> uh, oh he ate it i thought it was right because he, he didn't wash his hands yeah, because Fitz is gross. Because when he because when Shane summons him, he's like, "Wash your fucking hands." Yeah, which yeah, that gets us into chapter sixteen. Yeah, but... wash your hands, player. So yes, yeah, chapter sixteen is called Verity Ships. The intro talks about how the Red Ship Raiders uh, are very fierce opponents, and the people of the Six Duchies are just mere farmers. And it also says that none of the Red Ship Raiders ever surrendered or were taken alive. So winter progresses, uh, and like six months goes by, and Fitz finds a rhythm to life in his continued advising slash companionship duties to Ketrickin. Very Verity also decrees that Fitz should serve on one of the ships to fight and row, but to also serve secretly as Verity's real-time eyes and ears. Fitz finally has a chance to ask Shrewd about marrying Molly during a rare moment of lucidity and privacy, but Shrewd rebuffs him, telling him that he wants him to marry the Duke of Barron's daughter, Celerity. Fitz obviously doesn't want to marry Celerity, and he resolves to resist it, and he and Molly continue their nighttime rendezvous. Fitz continues to serve on the ship, which is named the Rurisk, and his skilling is kept secret even from the Coterie members that are stationed to communicate with Verity. One particular conflict described in this chapter is that of the Antler Island fight. Fitz has a skill vision of the attack, uh, so he is able to divert the Rurisk with Verity's urging to Antler Island. And, but they're too late to stop the raid, but just in time to kill all the raiders. Fitz goes full berserker and inspires a song. 
The ship battles continue, and during another one, Fitz encounters what seems to be another skill user on the Red Ship Raider side, and also he sees a large white ship, but no one else seems to see it. Berserker. I feel like a lot happened in this chapter, and this this yeah. Uh, yeah. Of all the, of this whole section, I think I think this chapter was the most interesting because Fitz gets to really kick ass in like in a raw animal sort of way. And he goes beast mode. Yeah, yeah, he goes he goes into he goes into beast mode, and then and then like I, you learn about like celerity, or at least as a as a as a proper suitor, and you're like, I I like this, I like this. I'm I was kind of like team celerity. I was like, you just need to drop the Molly thing. Like she's just your, she's the girl next door. You know, she's your Mary Jane, but you know, here's your real black cat. If you've For forgotten who Celerity is, it's when uh, he went to Ripplekeep to get rid yeah. of Virago. And she was causing uh, trouble, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Celerity is the 14-year-old girl that was flirting with him the whole time. Yeah. 14. And then they, she told her dad, that one, I want to marry that one. And the <laughs> the Duke, Duke Brawny, I believe his name is, he, uh-huh. he was like, he doesn't seem to care that he's a bastard. He's just like, yeah, he was a good fighter and like spoke true. And yeah, I'll let him marry my daughter. So he tells the king and the king is like kind of into a renewing an alliance with this duchy. I would have been totally I mean, fine if they just like stopped, if they just, Molly just stopped being, a, you know, a thing. <laughs> And he just picked it up. (laughs) I would have been like, cool, yeah, I get it. I mean, I think there is something interesting about, like, if he did try and have a relationship with Celerity because it would get into the political sort of thing more, whereas, like, it would be more a part of the story, whereas Molly is a very, like, separate sort of distraction. Yeah, Celerity seems to be more of, like, the kind of, like, Ketrakin kind of alliance where it's, like, she probably, she's been raised for it, she's been trained for it, she has these sensibilities that would make her a very good, like, leader in that regard, whereas Molly for Fitz is an escape from his life. I think the thing with, with Molly and, like, Molly character, like, when you have the love interest in a, in a story, I feel like they usually get involved eventually, and I feel like, you know, Molly still hasn't gotten involved yeah. in everything else. Like, yes, she's working for patients, but she's still so separate. Right, she doesn't everything. know what's yeah, going on. She's completely That's ignorant. why I find she her She doesn't want to know what's going on either, because if I were her, I'd be asking a lot more fucking questions. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm not part of this shit. I mean, she spent so long, you know, when she was still living in Bucky Town, like, thinking that he's just, you know, new boy and he's, you know, the scribes whatever well i think she'd uh, rather him apprentice like well yeah, yeah i think she would too but i think you know once she found out about about all of this stuff you know she was really pissed at him for lying and you know but that she didn't really press him for more yeah. information i don't know that he would have given it to her anyway because he was very loyal to you know the king and shade and all of that but i would be like if i were her i'd, I'd want to know yeah i'd be spying on his ass all day exactly 100 <laughs> percent um. <laughs> so I just think, like, if if the story had gone in a different direction, and you know he did start courting Celerity, I think it it would be interesting from that perspective because she'd be more part right. of things. Fan but you can bet your ass if some hobag put her arm on his upper thigh. <laughs> I would have seen that shit. I would have seen was that it shit. That, who <laughs> right? was it that did that? I don't know. Some hussy. Some, some hussy. rando. Some, girl. some rando yeah. B. 
Was she the one who was chatting like a squirrel? Because that was another description. <laughs> yes, it was her. Somebody with a round face that Verity would have liked, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yes, Verity, stop shopping. Mm, yeah. So what do we think about... So Antler Island and the Berserker thing. Okay, so one, let, let's pour some out for the ship being named Rurisk. Yeah. Oh, that was oh, yeah. real cute. Um, some poisoned wine and yeah the berserker shit it's like he goes into extreme battle mode he goes from being a bumbling idiot that has (laughs) to have a wolf constantly saving him to being like yo i got this axe now i'm gonna tap into like all this crazy hype energy around me and just go full-on beast mode and murder some people well i think the thing is that's interesting is that it's not like he's doing it intentionally like it's just He's just so overwhelmed by it because he doesn't know how to control any of his magics. Um, and yep. And then he just just loses Yeah, it I think there's some like, Jedi shit going on where he's able to anticipate what other people are going to do, like the people that he's fighting, because mm-hmm. of the, the skill or the wit or whatever combo, he's able to anticipate them and therefore he just fights them really well. Like he takes out the head, you know, Red Raider. Yeah. And it's like drinks his blood. Yeah, it's, oh, did it's I do described that? described as uh, he's like being carried along with their emotions and he can't block their, you know, he can't block all of the emotions that are coming at him. But I think that, yeah, there's definitely he's sort of tapping into what the other people are thinking or there's something involved because he becomes a straight up badass like almost immediately. Once and we also get a lot of details about like how like his shoulders and like chest are getting more muscly. Yeah. It's just like his clothing doesn't really it's fit that, him anymore. It's that rowing. <laughs> it's all that rowing. rowing. a lot. Night Eyes that row machine. You're going to get those Molly muscles. Approves. Those fits muscles. Mo- I like that Molly Night Eyes approves though. Yes. He's like, yeah, man, you're looking hot. You're looking hot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks, Night Eyes workout partner. This is good for hunting. <laughs> he's, you know, his wingman or something is his best bud. <laughs> um, I do, I do like the stuff with the ship where they talk about like the the out islanders that are, um, part of the ship's crew yeah. and how like nobody will talk to them. And Fitz, who like magically picks up languages, is like, oh, I started to understand what they were saying because it's really similar to, you know. I wonder how much of that was him being linked to Verity and maybe Verity Rosetta Stone. Yeah, I think that that's what that was. Verity, Verity knows their language and therefore he was. He was getting a Duolingo like <laughs> Google Google Translate. <laughs> yeah. Duolingo. Slightly on the Fritz Google Translate. <laughs> that um, was easy. <laughs> I do I do also think it's interesting just and this is another thing where we like don't really have the information because it's not properly described to us, but just the sheer hatred that Verity has for Galen's coterie yes. and how useless they are. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like the it's like he's sort of like this this like spy for Verity because the captain is sort of like uh you know, he's having to I go to direct, to you. you know. It's like Right. Well, and he doesn't want to do anything via the coterie because they're in, they're probably in Regal's pocket. But I also feel like he's just like, yeah, okay, technically they can skill, but they're really shit at it. Right. And again, and like at least know, if you have a direct link, if we know that the coterie is in his in Regal's pocket, like why are we even permitting them to be doing their shit? Because like, eyes and ears are eyes and ears, and they're the only ones that can do it. It's better than nothing. 
Uh, maybe. I don't know if I totally agree with that. But then, of course, they don't They do not do their job. Yeah, they suck. No, because they're bad at it. Don't, Is it because they're yeah. bad at it or because both. they're just like... I think it's both. I think they're I think like, it's both. fuck it up. Oh, they're, yeah. they're bad at it, but then they also, yeah, are traitors. Well, because, like, they're, they're supposed to be doing those, like, drills or whatever to sort of, you know, see if they can meet up at the, you know, proper location. Mm-hmm. And, like, they can't do it mm-hmm. because they are not good at skilling apparently what about this uh mysterious skill user that is like super scary and making them all like unable to fight and then he falls off the ship into the ocean (laughs) yeah that whole shit was fucking crazy and i don't think i really understood what was going on but like so i think he repelled against he was doing what verity does to them I think it's the same power just flipped back on themselves so it was a skill user who that would make sense who was Uh, you know, who is filling the enemy with, you know, fear and confusion, and therefore they weren't able to fight, which is what Verity does to the Red Ship Raiders and makes them, you know, like sail the wrong direction and stuff. But then Fitz has the wit. So, and the wit is not, you know, that he can use that even when something is skilling at him. So he he wit repels him and he like knocks him (laughs) over. He knocks him (laughs) over into the ocean. And so the white Uh. ship the white ship is more interesting ship- to me. I don't know <laughs> if the white ship, ship the was actually there. I mean, like, so when, I, it- when I envision the white ship, I think it's like a ghost ship. I think yeah. it's like fucking Mario it- Brothers ghost ship yeah. style. It's, it's, it's described there. as like Davy Jones kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, but is it well, manned by forged ones that are like... Well, following orders? I, 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 like, well, yeah, because he couldn't feel the people who were manning the ship. But I also feel like right. it wasn't actually there. Like maybe he was skilling via because he was there was like a skill bond with the other skill user. I think he was then able to because Deep no one skill. else saw the ship. So it, yeah, nobody else saw. Well, and the interesting thing is like Verity also didn't like right. notice the ship. No, but it, they did say that. So they did. Fitz noticed that Verity was looking beyond the red ship for something. Right as soon as the red ship came into sight, so he. Verity knew about the other presence. Something. But yeah, I think that's yeah. a good point. Maybe the ship is just so far away that he only was able to notice it through the skill. Yeah, like in my head it was so like, like an you know, echo. how you can like how they that conceit in a movie where they're like looking far away and then we zoom in on the thing that's mm-hmm. really far away. I think that's like what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, interesting. I don't know if this is necessarily true, but I, it seemed to me like that skill user on the boat uh, was intrigued by Fitz specifically and not by Justin. Like he was specifically well, targeting think... Fitz. Because Fitz is stronger. I, I think a yeah. lot of people are intrigued by Fitz because he is very strong in the skill and erratic with it. And also I think the wit presence just confuses them because they don't know what that is. But they sense that it's some kind of power. Well, he also, he's like one guy with like three other people inside him. He's got Verity hanging out in there. He's got a wolf <laughs> hanging out in there. He's got him, his own brain. <laughs> like, yeah. Two and a half people. It's a lot. Two and a half people. Is Fitz the half? Night Ice counts for a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say. Night Ice is the whole person. Fitz is the half, not Night Eyes. Come on. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> okay, so chapter 17 is called Interludes. The intro is very short and refers to wise men made of stone uh, and some elderlings. And 
I think this is more of that six wise men story that we saw, that we heard uh, Fitz repeat earlier uh, in our last episode. So this chapter starts out with Fitz being summoned by Shrewd to respond to a letter from Brondi, Duke of Barons, and Celerity. Yeah, Fitz... get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Joey is ready. Fitz is resistant, but also shocked and concerned over Shrewd's decline. The fool is ever present in his attendance of the king. And Regal's influence in court is clearly growing. Feeling helpless and restless, Fitz heads to town where he has an impromptu picnic date with Molly on the beach. Molly gossips to Fitz that the women of Buckkeep think that Burrich is hot. And Fitz Smoking tells Molly. And I guess uh, to ruin the date, Fitz decides to tell Molly about celerity, which sucks. Right? I, yeah. If you're having fun outdoor sex, <laughs> you do not bring up the other woman. And so this is where my my Fitz dumb quote comes from. And it's after he tells her about celerity, then he says, he says, it did not occur to me that I was an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It didn't? But you were. He should know himself better than that. (laughs) So afterwards, while sitting with Shade, Fitz complains about shrewd and celerity, and he expresses shock to learn that while he's been serving on the Rurisk, Shade has been the one on Forged One duty. Shrewd has ordered Fitz to resume those duties, and so Fitz is back on his bullshit. You (laughs) arrogant pup. Oh, I just like that that conversation with Shade. (laughs) Everybody in the book is hot. Everyone's hot. (laughs) I so up until this point had envisioned Britch to look exactly like Hagrid. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. See, I think oh, I like, think of him as like, like, and, like oh. and burly, and now I'm like, and now I have to reprogram my mind to be like, no, oh, he's a Riker. Hot. He's a Riker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like I feel like he was Book Jorah, and now he's like Show Jorah. <laughs> 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 yes, Show Jorah. So better. Harrier, I don't know his beard. name, like Burrich. It sounds like Burly, like he's a Burly. And, <laughs> and in the audiobook, he talks with his grizzled voice. It's a, that was a bad, horrible version of it, but he's like, like, like a deep, grizzly voice in the audiobook. And so, yeah, I had him pegged totally wrong, but now he's like smoking bones. So. <laughs> I think he's only like 28 or something. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> not that old. I also envisioned him to be minimum 45. <laughs> <laughs> Even though like, I know like that Shibi and Verity are not old, what we learned Verity is like 33 or something, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think that Ancient him and Verity day. are pretty much of age. So now I just really want Birch to get some. Right? Now that we know Birch is hot, <laughs> there's plans. Wow, no yeah. shit. No play for Hagrid, Burrich, but now we know. I just, that whole conversation Look, is hilarious. Jorah Burrich is going to get some tail. I call, no, for in, t- in my head, he's Riker. He's Riker like Burrich is going to get some tail. Uh, I don't think he ain't no Riker. Well, he's got the limp. Li- li- he didn't have a limp, he just had a bad back, which made him sit in chairs funny. Have you ever watched him He had a bad back from all that sex he was having. Yeah, he was on his back all the time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but the rest of that conversation is also pretty funny because, like, she's, like, being like, yeah, Burridge is hot. You know, you're the best thing to come out of the stable since Burridge. And he's like, wait, am I hot? <laughs> humble brag. What, you guys? Am I humble, hot? It was totally oh, a humble brag. And then that I like son that he asks about... He's, like, thinking about it. I like that he asks about Regal, and she's like, oh, we don't speak of the princes. Yeah, she's like, no, no, like, we don't... 
Well, she knows that he doesn't like Regal. She doesn't know why. She just knows that they don't get along. So she's not going to be like, yeah, he's hella hot. She's not going to oh, tell Good him. on her for having like a lack like of intelligence. <laughs> yeah. I do like that they talk there. about oh, him. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about him. We'll just dodge that It's one. fuckable, but we don't talk about him. <laughs> they, like, I do like how he asks about hands <laughs> so, like so that he can like, tease him about it later. I'm sorry, Jenny? I said I do like that he asks about hands so he can tease him about it Oh, and hands is like smelly? Yeah. Oh yeah, poor stinky like... Hans. And I can uh, and later on <laughs> Hans! When, uh, when those Hans! people are when those people are like challenging Hans in the stable, all I can think of in that scene is he smells bad in bed. That was the whole. He's could be completely <laughs> oh, undermined. But that's kind of like you know, it's like if somebody's like a spit talker, they're the stinky person. Like you could be having a great conversation, but then you're always just like, no, nope, that's a spit talker. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> There's no redeeming qualities. <laughs> Great conversation. Not gonna fuck you. I just like the fact that, based on the fact that Fitz has eyes, he doesn't know that he's attractive. Maybe he doesn't have a looking glass. He so has a looking glass. He's the mopiest motherfucker. He has literally nothing in his room. <laughs> he said so a million times. I don't think he has. A he mirror. was vain enough to grow his hair out. He's got his... wearing it in a warrior tail, like. Yeah, he's got true. he's got his dirty bathwater. I he's love when Bear has tells him looks like... exactly like chivalry, and chivalry is like famously handsome. Yeah, yeah, fair. That's okay, true. and he's not like a little Skeletor creature anymore. He got beefy because he's been rowing on the ships. Yeah, he's got those. Muscles. I feel like this is a sort of Arya situation where Arya thinks she like she's hideous, but then everyone's like, "You look like Liana," and Liana was beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of that mm. yeah, kind of that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so, would, anything else about this chapter that we want to talk about? The fact that this might be when Shade... Is this when Shade admits to poisoning the king? Yeah. I, um, so. I don't know, but I do think it's interesting that Fitz is like, oh, you've been killing people while I've been rowing? <laughs> He's like, what okay. the fuck do you think I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do He's have like, a... rowing I, a fucking boat. I do have a, a Mopey Fitz quote that I liked that I marked down from this section. So... When he gets up into Shade's room, he, he he is commenting to himself in his head, the cheery room, the crackling fire, the autumn fruit ripen a bowl, all of it clashed so badly with what I felt that I wanted to smash things. <laughs> That's just, oh, this is where just fucking fits to a T. <laughs> this is where uh, the quote I chose for Joey came from, mm. where uh, Shade says, Fitz, you've not done something stupid, have you? And Fitz replies, stupid? Me? I choked on a laugh. Yeah, I'm glad I had that quote. Thanks, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) That was Jenny's extra credit quote, by the way. (laughs) Bonus (laughs) points. Gladly. Yeah, I think he's like, you know, the Forged Ones didn't just cease to exist while you were out rowing boats. (laughs) Yeah. They still had to be poisoned with poisoned bread. They still had to be. It was me. Now, now is he just poisoning them with poisoned bread, or is he getting himself into these terrible situations where they try and eat him? I think he's probably poisoning them with poisoned bread, but he's not giving <laughs> them clean deaths. He's making them, like, he's probably trying out different poisons to see what happens. Because he's, you know, he's research shade all the all the time. He's a Ravenclaw, Do you sure. think that the Forged Ones are afraid of the Pocked Man? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wears like a, a, a shroud over his head, so you can't see. Yeah, 
I think they uh, they mentioned earlier, like many chapters ago, but when he first started killing the forged ones, when he went back to get the bodies to burn them, that they were like all like mangled looking Twisted. because the poison to kill it fast <laughs> is like really really painful. Oh God, that's awful. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, all the poison deaths are not described kindly. Okay, we still no. got we got chapters to go through. So chapter 18 is called Elderlings. This intro recalls the tale of the revenge, which is one of Verity's warships and its defection and piracy. <laughs> Verity's plan, while moderately successful, has not done much to actually end this conflict. The fool has gotten <laughs> to Ketrickin with his elderling plan. So Ketty approaches Fitz with the idea that whatever King Wisdom did to ally with the elderlings to defeat their own raiders long ago, that they should do it too. So Verity ends up uh, doing the ride along while she's talking to Fitz and he's impressed with this research and the ideas and he's like yeah 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 tell her to come to me so they have a meeting complete with spiffy outfits and longing looks because it's like half a date and Ketty <laughs> presents a mountain kingdom map that shows unlabeled paths into the mountains that she thinks lead to the elderlings Fitz is skeptical of all of it but Verity is super in so while waiting for a meeting with the king, Fitz visits Patience, where we learn Fitz is officially very tall now, and that Patience has noticed <laughs> that Molly has been taking herbs meant to prevent pregnancy. <laughs> Fitz thinks about the consequences of unprotected sex for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, what some men never think about in their entire lives. So you know what? Good on you, Fitz. <laughs> his, his reasoning is like, He's, he's like, oh, yeah, they, you would think about that if you were the queen, but that's like a public affair kind of thing. Like, why would I think about it? I'm nobody. I just, I'm not going to have a baby. That afternoon, Verity and Cuddy, with Fitz as witness, present their idea to Shrewd, during which Regal appears to maintain his influence. Unsurprisingly, Regal is supportive of the plan. Uh, that Verity leave court to seek the elderlings immediately. And Ketrickin wants to go too, but Verity makes her stay behind to represent his interests. That night, while having unprotected sex with Molly, Fine. Verity's <laughs> thoughts are skilled to Fitz very strongly, and Fitz experiences a Verity Ketrickin pairing, and yeah. You guys, that shit was freaky. <laughs> I was reading it, and I was like, wait. Is that is a that typo? a typo? She doesn't have golden yeah. hair. Like what? And then no. I was like, oh, another oh, very right. good example of how good the writing is. Yeah, has it also the first time Molly's ever had good sex? Oh, <laughs> yeah, god. I know, right? I'm like, it oh sucks. god. And then you have to wonder: is this what Verity has been experiencing when he says that he's been having all of his wet dreams with him? Like, mm-hmm. what? It's yeah, it's a lot going on. They're very close. <laughs> they remain quite close the revenge was kind of depressing because that was the ship that they captured yeah. during antler island and then they crewed it and they were like yeah now we have all the you know we have one more ship that we couldn't afford to make before because we didn't have enough supplies but this is going to be great and then the people who were on it were like you are Traitors. sending well he couldn't send any of the other ships because they weren't trained so he put his best crew on the revenge and sent them out. And they were like, you're sending us to die. So they just defected. I mean, I kind of don't blame them because they were being, they were just cannon fodder at that point. Yeah. I mean, fair. Pirates. Technically. It, it reminds me of uh, in the Song of Ice and Fire when Orane waters, when shit starts going south for Cersei, he just like takes the Fucks Navy off. and sails away. <laughs> <laughs> a smart choice. Um... Bye. Probably a smart choice here, too. 
Yeah, but it does it does uh, fuel like the continuing kind of like prejudice against out you know the out islander people that are have joined their own armies because people don't trust them and they're like oh well this ship defected because it had out islanders on it and they're cowards yeah right and now we have no ships again and Regal is like nope we can't have you know we have money problems right so they, do they really have money problems do you think. It's hard to tell because Regal's the only one doing it. It is hard to tell. He's also throwing parties every day. Right. Um, Right. Well, that's the next chapter, but yeah. I think uh, this is a good time to go back like eight or nine chapters um, to when Verity was talking about, um, so what do do we do to punish Regal for the stuff that happened in the (laughs) mountains? He's like, oh, I'll give him a job to do Mm -hmm. and that'll keep him busy. And so he put him in charge of all the money. Yep. Yeah, like you can't that, cause any like, trouble hey, you when you're govern when you the kingdom. Mess with <laughs> yeah. coin. Like, money is the power. Why That's would your you punishment. just get that away? I'll give you the yeah. job that you clearly want. <laughs> oh, so free money. Cool. I'll take that. Ridiculous. Money is power. Power is pizza. Pizza. <laughs> power is power. No. Power is pizza. <laughs> it just ends in pizza. Pizza is power. So... Power is pizza. Pizza. Is... I don't know. <laughs> pizza is delicious. So, Ketrickin comes up with this plan for the elderlings that Verity goes Based on. Based on a drawing with no labels. Based on a drawing with no labels. Not mad at all Also that. because of the fool. Uh, yeah. Which I guess kind of goes to our, our, you know, could Fitz, could the fool have gotten to to Fitz through Molly? And so here he's getting to Fitz through Which is him. probably right. a way better avenue because Ketrickin sure. totally has power. <laughs> yeah. Power, and I think she would believe that stuff right. too. And so. he respects her because she does things yeah. as if she is a sacrifice. Like she sees, she's like, yeah, he advises her, but she still makes some pretty bold, awesome moves on her own. Um, but the thing that I, uh, lots of sexy times and such, but I love how Verity all of a sudden was like, oh yeah, now she's hot. Now I want to bone her. Now let's do this. Just because she comes up with the idea to go to the elderlings, it's so weird to me that like the flip, the switch flipped. But I also him. wonder how much of that is because he's doing the ride-alongs with Fitz, and Fitz clearly admires Catrickin. Like he has right. all of these like lovely thoughts about her, not only the way she looks, but how she acts and how proud she is. And I, I feel like seeing her through Fitz's eyes helps because he that. specifically wants to show him that yeah. too. Like there's those. Seems yeah. like he's like, I wanted to show him how I see her, like, you know, with, you know, pale, like, like not pale, like, like, with golden hair and, like, you know, rosy cheeks and, like, you know, in her gardens and all this stuff and, like, I don't know. So you, it's do you in her gardens, like, not a euphemism. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so do you think that means he's, like, losing his autonomy or just that he's, like, seeing her in a different light? he's seeing her in a different light but i think but also there's more I of also, that emotional bleed over happening yeah yeah but i also think like her taking such an interest in something that he also has an interest in although that's a lie because she wanted to be around the ships and he was like no. yeah no so. yeah <laughs> right but he's failing I, I the ships failed one. right he's yeah. out of ideas he doesn't have... Yeah, I do think he's also desperate. He's desperate. He knows that the season, like, the killing season is coming and that he's... He, he knows at him as a skiller. He's he's failing, right? Everyone comments all the time right. that his body is wasting away. And he's really looking for something 
some hope, and she's get, she's offering that to him. She's a he's a wild card. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's funny that Fitz is surprised that Regal's into the plan, and I'm like, why would you be? He yeah, Verity leaving. That's a great send him away. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah, let's do this. <laughs> One less person to worry about. And of course, uh, Fitz continues to have the unprotected sex with Molly, even though. Yeah. He... Oh, God. Because he's dumb. She's got candles. She's probably burning something. I mean, he does kind of try to bring it up. And she's just... Stupid? Me? I choked on her. Pull and pray. Chapter 19 is called Messages. The intro talks about Verity leaving to go find the elderlings and the people who went with him, which included Hod, Cherim, Chesta, Keith and Kef, and Burrich. So Fitz and Verity talk right before Verity leaves. Fitz expresses his doubts, and Verity asks two favors of him, to look after Ketrickin and to continue the skill ride share program and stick around but keep <laughs> safely tucked away in Fitz's mind. Fitz is not thrilled because he wanted some free time, but of course he agrees. With Verity and Birch both gone, Fitz does have some degree of freedom now. He's able to hunt with night eyes in the mornings and spend his nights with Molly Gross, uh, but he wishes that his life could always be this simple. There are rumors going around the keep that Verity's true purpose for the quest uh, is most people basically think it's foolish and he suspects that that thinking is coming from Regal, that Regal is trying to spread because it's supposed to be a secret mission that he's just like going to the, the kingdom, uh, their allies to ask for support. Not that he's going to go search for elderlings because that seems crazy. But Regal right. is, of course, really great at just blowing everyone's cover. So Fitz also suspects that Shade is keeping <laughs> secrets for him from him and he's not happy with that either. Uh, and then the, there's a specific time date, which is like the first time we ever get that. <laughs> right. 23 days after Verity left, news from the town of Ferry comes in that it's been raided and burned and 70 people were forged. The only news came from a single rider, just a boy. All of the other lines of communication supposedly failed. Regal, via the king, supposedly, claims that there was nothing that they could do, so they didn't send any help. And he claims that the treasury is depleted. They have no money. So even though Regal seems to be spending plenty on social occasions <laughs> at the keep, there's no money. Verity sends uh, Fitz to get some secret emeralds from his map room that would help fund aid for Fairy. And he finds that the room has been looked through, but the emeralds are still there. He's packing up the maps for safekeeping when he encounters Ketrikin. They both figure out that Regal is behind this, and Ketrikin says that she'll go see Shrewd to find out what he knows. There's a whole thing in the stables where Regal's trying to sell the, all the horses to Tilth, and Fitz proves himself quite capable of getting rid of those sent to fetch him. And that's when we find out that hands, smelly hands, is actually a decent <laughs> okay guy. So later he's summoned to Ketrickin's <laughs> chambers by Rosemary and she tells him that Regal showed up as soon as she's gotten in to see the king and he made it impossible for her to talk to him. Uh, Ketrickin tells him that Regal said that the near islands had been ceded to the raiders. Verity gets really super upset and we know that through Fitz and conveys that he, they're going to find out the truth. So this is like, like, you know, immediately when Verity leaves... Regal's just fucking around. He f- oh, yeah. Shocking. He does not miss a beat. He fills the keep with all of his, like, his cronies. And they're partying every night. And then when they're yeah. one ally that, like, clear- clearly King Shrewd is into them as allies because he wants to marry Celerity to Fitz, when they call for aid, right? Like, Gondor calls for aid. They do, they just do <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Which, of course, proves that, like, what? 
that the that the uh, coterie isn't really are they not doing their job are they bad at their job are they doing a bad job it's on not purpose? loyal yeah so i i marked a section in a previous chapter where it says where they placed everybody all the skill users Mm-hmm. It says, after great debate with my, himself and me, Verity placed Carrot aboard the Constance, Burl at the Neat Bay Tower, and Will was sent far north to the Red Tower up in Barrens that had a commanding view, commanding and wide view of the sea as well as the surrounding countryside. So I feel like she's making uh, a point to to identify that Will is in this tower that has a very good view of every, everything in Barrens. And that Will's um, a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Well, there's also, like, the person who's on the near islands. Is that what it said? So, like, what, that person's just gone now yeah. to the raiders? Well, they just left them. They were like, oh, we'll let them have it. Like, Regal's like, oh, we, we're not going to expend energy to keep some islands where no one lives. But then, of course, anyone with any kind of tactical sense would know that if you're giving them a base that gives them easier access to raid you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which Faraday is super unhappy about. Well, yeah, he's been killing, he's literally been <laughs> killing himself to keep them from doing something like that. And then he leaves for two weeks, three weeks. 23 days. Um, I do, <laughs> Get it I right, do like, 23 days. <laughs> I do like whenever, whenever, like, Faraday experiences emotion and Fitz is just like, oh, God, not again. Like, when he sees, you know, Ketrigan or when he's, like, looking at the emeralds and he's like, no, we need to give these away, but I also want to see them around Ketrickin's neck one day or something. And Fitz is just like, oh. Poor Fitz, like, forevermore after Verity has interest in Ketrickin. is like, just, like, every time he sees her, he's, he's like, oh, she's so hot. <laughs> like, every time. <laughs> and Fitz is like, I had to fight against, you know, seeing her that way. And, like, I looked away, but... So then she thinks he's acting super weird. Because and he says he things like, oh, I, I, I really <laughs> want to hug her right now. <laughs> uh, I want so, like, that, that's the thing, like, with Fitz. Like, this is another secret that no one knows except for Verity and him. And, like, everybody else just thinks he's nuts. Well, because what, I mean, that is, how does he even convey that to people like well i mean if people if he wasn't trying to keep it secret for political advantage like people could know that you know fitz has the skill and that you know he sometimes communicated with verity they wouldn't even have to know that like you know verity's just there all the time yeah but i think it'd be easily refuted (laughs) because all they'd have to do is like take one of the other coterie members and be like, is he really skilling to Verity? And then they would just be like, no. And then it'd be like, you're lying. And then they wouldn't listen to him. Well, if they... I don't know. But I... It's just funny. Okay. Uh, anything else from this chapter before we move on to our last? Um... So Regal is selling off not just horses he's selling off like the you know the stud horses and the you know their best yeah. stock the like, what yeah, they use to everything. make the new horses so they yep. don't i mean it's like he's he's Which like is, he's bleeding he's bleeding buck stuff. dry right like he's, yeah and he's just selling it off to the inland duchies yeah. because that's the power and the inland duchies provides all the food so it's not like he could sell food back to them so he has to sell other things which you know, includes all the all this great stock in the stable. Well, he's also selling other animals too. He's selling like sheep yeah. and 
whatnot as well. But he's still having these lavish parties too, so it begs the question of like, is there really not any money, or is he just trying to paint that picture? I think he's just trying to paint that picture. Yeah. Because obviously he has money for parties. Right, yeah. So he's it's and... just another opportunity for him to make Verity look bad. But also he's bringing make all Verity... of his, his, like, his inner duchy allies to court and they're coming and they're like, oh, we want this, we want this, we want all the things that people have been refusing us for all these years. Yeah. And so he's just giving them away. It's like because... the Buckkeep estate right. sale. Yeah. yeah. It's like Shrewd <laughs> is already dead and he's given up, he's selling all the shit in the castle. Well, yeah, because Sharud is super stoned and really biddable, and <laughs> you know, Verity's not around. I did think it was it was interesting that Birch went with Verity, which I totally forgot happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because because like, Birch oh, really? is like the last person that could have like caused some sort of fuss, right? Now there's right. no one. It's just Fitz. Like Fitz is the only the only person because if. If Regal, you know, had people going down to the stables to, you know, get these horses and Birch was there, then I, then there might be more, you know, that he could do rather than hands just being like, um, and then, I don't know. I just, I totally forgot that he went with him and I was like, oh, okay. And then I like that Hod goes with him too. Like, are you getting rid of your person that trains everybody to fight? That seems like a bad idea. What's like all the old guard? It's all the people that everybody trusts. Besides, True. besides Fitz and Fitz is, I mean, I mean, the, the, so the people left that like know what the fuck's going on are Fitz and Shade. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in Shrewd's mind. Yep. Oh, and the fool who has no power whatsoever. And the fool. Yes. All right. Chapter 20. Oh. Mishaps. The intro explains that the extended conflict and the level of horror experienced by the folk of the six, the six duchies contributes majorly to continued prejudice against all the out-islanders and the people along the borders that share out-islander blood. However, it is not a cultural conflict. Shade journeyed to the out-islands and found that the source of the forging is a man named Keeble Rawbread. He is a man reviled and feared by all. Keeble answers only to a pale woman associated with the white ship and also of encroaching ice. So Fitz visits Shrewd, but finds him spacey and shaking, muddled with drugs and other (laughs) herbs. He tries to explain that abandoning barons is wrong, but Regal is there too, claiming that they cannot afford to continue to defend the border duchies in an unwinnable... in an unwinnable conflict. <laughs> Regal nearly succeeds in baiting Fitz to violence, but instead Fitz leaves and confronts Shade, asking him about the ethics of killing outside of the king's orders, which is just hilarious because he walks in and he's like, did you ever kill just because so... you don't like someone? <laughs> um, but, like, but what if you did? How would that work? Yeah. So he asks, why are they doing nothing when Regal is obviously scheming? And Shade explains that not all of Shrewd's behavior is due to Regal's influence. Shade is helping to drug the king, too, but he doesn't explain why this chapter. Weeks later, (laughs) the Duke of Barons uh, and his daughters, including Celerity, arrive in Buckkeep to protest their treatment, of course. Um, Fitz knew that they would. So they want to know why they were abandoned. Fitz is seated lowly at dinner, but everyone is in attendance. Regal is clearly beginning to flex and push his influence throughout court, filling it with his supporters and Verity's absence. Disgusted, the Baron's folk leave after the king turns in, and Fitz goes to his room instead of Molly's. There he finds the fool. Fitz hadn't noted his absence from dinner, but it becomes quickly clear why the fool has been beaten. 
by men loyal to Regal with a bag over his head so they can't identify them. Fitz does some first aid for the fool who asks him if Molly is pregnant. The fool <laughs> explains that somehow he knows there's a farseer error, which means it's Ketrickin or Molly. Later, Fitz goes to Molly to ask her if she's pregnant. She says she <laughs> says she isn't, but despairs that they won't ever be married. In the wake of Verity's mission and the Red Ship Raiders taking more land, the, um, the Regal says they can't help anyone anymore because Buckkeep is broke. She suggests that they run away. Fitz refuses, of course. Uh, their argument reveals that before Patience married Chivalry, she wanted to marry Burrich, who also refused her due to the oaths to his king. Interesting. Wow. That's okay. right. I do think that the intro, like, throws some, lots of information yeah. out at you that it does not explain until much later. Yeah, yeah. So is it, is it uh, implying that the Out Islanders, or the, I guess the Red Ships, are pushing into the six duchies because of global warming is that what's going on global cooling <laughs> global cooling yeah yeah because they have they have too many icebergs <laughs> not, <laughs> not melting ones i do think that kevil raw bread is a fun name raw bread <laughs> what's raw bread is that a Paul Hollywood <laughs> I don't thing? know you just stick your finger right into that raw how... bread it's raw <laughs> It's raw. It's overworked. Keeble, Keeble Doe didn't sound like a good name. <laughs> Close text. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot, right? So there's a white ship yeah. again. There's a pale woman. There's encroaching ice. There's this guy. He's praying. We know that the, that the Red Ship Raiders are preying on their own people. That's why they've all fled and why they're helping to fight them. Uh, yeah. But, like... Again, it's the same. It's the same kind of prejudice that happens anytime you have refugees, right? It's like, oh, you know, you're not, you're different. The people mm. that we're fighting are like you. Yeah, I do want to say, um, I don't know who this lady on the white ship is or what her deal is, but I'm terrified of her. <laughs> she just seems very scary to me. The pale woman. Probably, yeah. yeah. The pale woman. I. The pale woman. But what about Keeble? Kebble, Kebble. How are we going to say it? Oh, I say Kebble. 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 I say Kebble, but I don't know how to say these Kebel things. Kebble Robbred. Just call him Robbred. Is Kebble? Robbred. Kebble. Now he's a redneck. Yeah, Joey, your your audio book. <laughs> yeah. Might have to go back. How about K Robbred? I don't know. You didn't phonetically write it out. Nope. <laughs> You're slacking. You're out. Is he like the Keebler elf? Keebler raw bread. Keebler raw bread. Keebler short bread. He's from the North Pole. He's an elf. He's just a very angry elf. Delicious. So, so Keebler raw bread. Love those things. I still, you guys, I do have to say this though. It is driving me bonkers that we still have not been told how people are forged or like what the process is or like i just I yeah how long is that gonna no yeah how many books do i have to go Honestly, for i have to get this shit out those, if it makes you feel any better we don't actually remember. so yeah i'm gonna say what you've oh, missed damn. in our spoiler sections is me talking about how i can't fucking remember <laughs> I don't, like i need to know uh, i want to know but yeah, I love that. I don't like, remember what I love that Brondi shows up, like opens the door, like what the fuck, like, and he brings his daughters who are also ready to fight, and then they sit yeah. at that table, like, well, tell us a good reason why you didn't help us, like that's why we're your dukes, right? Like, we pledge to 
basically run your fucking country for you and you're supposed to help us and send us resources when we need it and you didn't and regal's just like oh we're broke (laughs) we don't have any money don't mind my fancy clothes yeah he sucks (laughs) or the lavish parties i've been throwing um and yeah meanwhile they're sitting there doing having parties for like five days before they'll even talk to them about it and the fact that fits like the fool got fucking his ass kicked and I get that, like, know, being I'm asked really if your bad. girlfriend is pregnant is probably distracting. So instead of, like, going to figure out <laughs> what the fuck was going on there, he, like, went straight to Molly. But, like, your friend comes to you beat up and you you just kind of, like, cool. Fitz is not a good friend. No. <laughs> he's, he's like, totally abandoned his wolf. He's Well, he's not... taking a nap. Well, yeah, that is sleeping, he's sleeping a lot, a lot in this section. Section. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. He's, he's getting big. He's growing helping... wolf muscles. Yeah, he's not helping the fool. Like, he's just, he's not, he's a little selfish. But... Well, I think this I could see it section... being distracting to suddenly think that you might be a dad, but. Yeah, yeah, no. I At mean, the same well, time, yeah. You should always be thinking about that from the moment you put your peen in somebody. <laughs> so, like, it shouldn't be a I'm going to be a daddy now. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's just a, like, I think in this section, you know, which is why it's a little bit infuriating, is that Fitz is pulled in a lot of different directions by a lot of different people and all the different secrets sure. he's carrying, which is, you know, his his life in general. And because he doesn't really, he's a little ineffectual in a lot of areas other than the thing he's doing, like, right then, you know? Because he's, like, he's not really doing anything about the shrewd situation or not enough, you know? He's not, like, figuring things out with the Molly celerity situation. He's just sort of in denial about that, which I want to talk about that letter. Is that in this uh, chapter? He writes in this section. He wrote a letter. The letter he wrote. He wrote the yeah. letter in the section, but I honestly can't remember what chapter because I didn't write that part down. No. Yeah, because he writes the letter where he's like, to where he's like, celerity. I'm gonna make myself look bad, and I'm like, you're just opening yeah. yourself to her and making yourself look yeah, like you actually being... want to talk yeah. to her. You dumbass. Yeah, like, I was really affected by killing people, and I'm still, you Could know, talk to you about my affected emotions. by my injury, and I still have seizures sometimes. Oh, and... Yeah, but in reality, if you got that letter, you'd be like, oh my god, he's telling me all these things about himself. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that in the yeah. next section, which I think is hilarious, but... Um, but anyway, he's really distracted by a lot of things, and he's not really, like, finishing any tasks, so I can sort of see how this is just another instance of that, and I have to go do this other thing, but then maybe I'll get back to this, but I'll There's part of me that really it. feels for Fitz, because, like, I, too, when I have way too many things to do, drop the ball on many other things and can only concentrate on what's immediately in front <laughs> of me. <laughs> yes. For sure. Do we think that Molly is lying or is telling the truth? Uh, in regards to the being kid. pregnant. Pregnancy. I Oh, well, she said she's taking the tea, and I believe that she's not. I, just, I don't know. Baby. I, the only thing that makes me think that maybe she is lying about it is that um, when she says, well, what would you do if I was pregnant? Yeah. She's a little cagey. What would you do if I actually had a baby? I don't know. I feel like, you know, they're already quote-unquote married because they did it. So why wouldn't she just be like, hey, hubby, got something to tell you. Baby on the way. I don't know. Yeah, but but she also also wants to run away. 
She wants to get the hell out. Which, well, but that, I mean, she, this I don't is, think that's an indicator of pregnancy, but. I, well, I think it might be, but I think, I think that's part of my frustration with Molly and what we were talking about earlier and how she's not really a part of the greater story yet because she's just like, oh, let's just run away. It's like, do you not realize what's going on here? No, because she doesn't know about the forged ones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I get running to, like, I I get where she's coming from that she wants to, like, run away from all of this stuff because, you know, it's hard stuff, it's bad stuff, and whatever, but, like, like, his loyalty to his king and to his, you know, kingdom or whatever, like, it's it's a legitimate thing. It's not right, like but he's, he's never really explained the, the fact that he's taken oaths and that he's a secret assassin and that he's a king's man. All she knows about him is that he's, like, a, a bastard, bastard who gets treated like crap and who seems to, like, do a lot of chores around the castle. <laughs> but, you know, he's not, like, part of court. Not really. And... So she wants to, like, leave, and, think, and that's why, like, we hear that story about Birch and Patience, because it's, like, apparently they were right. in love, and they were going to get married. It didn't matter that they had a difference in their social status, but it was Birch who was like, no, I have to serve my king first. Which, she didn't get that either. Yeah. I don't no, know. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty selfish <laughs> on both of their parts, to be honest. Oh, it is. Well, they're also teenagers still. Right. They right. suck. Yeah. Right? They're children. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my my, my feelings on Molly in the, in this instance are not so much like, oh, I'm mad at you for not knowing. It's more like from a story perspective, I think that's why I get frustrated at her because she isn't part of that. And she is like willing to run away. I mean, I think in a way it gives Fitz something to fight for because it's like he's not fighting for his own position. He's not... True, because he values... He does not value his own. Right, and he's not He's not fighting for his own power. He's fighting to maintain a world where people like Molly can be happy. Mm-hmm. So, because he's certainly not fighting for, like, shade. or I mean, like, all those people are just as corrupt <laughs> and in the gutter as him. So he's not out there, like, killing forged ones to, like keep Verity safe. No, he's trying to save three-year-olds from getting right. eaten. Right. Alright, I want right. to take us to yes. our every episode props to end out. Um, friends in high places, character introductions and exits. Uh, she's not new, but Slarity does seem promising. Put that in there for Joey. Yep. Yeah. Yep, we... Joey, what's your AO3 account name so we know where the <laughs> is? <laughs> I would never say. Slarity rocks. <laughs> Skills acquired, fits and company, learn and grow. Uh, having sex like a grown-up is a skill that he learned yeah. from Verity. Like, mad passionate. Pointers. Five yeah. pointers. Just some, pa- yeah, just that, some, just some moves that he had and didn't have before. He learned that people could get pregnant. <laughs> That's a skill. Um, mad crazy axe skills in split seconds of training. True. 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 And he, he learned berserker yeah, mode. Skill yeah, skill berserking. Boat uh-huh. rowing. Rowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. The it's rowing. true. He could give Gendry a run for That's his That's how yeah. he got that hot bot. Aware of your times. hotness. Yeah, self-awareness. I think he knows uh, also... Out-Islander now. Oh, yeah. He could speak Out-Islander. You're right. Three <laughs> 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 language skills. Uh, he also can read unlabeled maps with Catrican. Also got high for the first time. Oh, yeah. True. True. Again, uh, I should just put this as a new section. Did Fitz somehow get poisoned? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Yes. yes. A hard thing that yes. seems to happen every five chapters or so. Also, skill acquired, learn to wash his hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With vinegar, make sure it's real clean. Get under the nails. Did okay. not learn to clean he, his room, though. Vinegar no, also did smells. Did not so. learn to clean his room. Uh, I assume he relearned how to do stairs. <laughs> Uh, animal assists our favorite animal friends. Uh, not present. Night Eyes was napping, and I don't know where yeah. Slink is. Poor Slink. We need more Slink. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's in the walls. He's the most knowledgeable member of this uh, <laughs> he is. kingdom. Uh, was the fool there, and how creepy was he being? The fool was there. He was not super creepy. The weird comment about the sexy times was weird, but like, you know, it's just like bro talk, locker room talk. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Didn't we get a didn't we get a, didn't we get a fool shout out on on Twitter? We we did. We oh. got a, a fool's ass. Edigan. Her, yeah. Edigan. Uh, Ed, no, Eogan. Eogan. Every time you guys up. start talking about the fool's ass, the cat starts purring. What's the cat's opinion on the fool's ass? Obviously positive. Positive. Done. Well, I can only imagine that it's not a hairy ass. Maybe she appreciates that. No rat asses. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the fool, um, you know, he shared some what could be perceived to be like kind of shocking or I don't know. He could be from the future. That's a little creepy to think about. But like in his general creepiness, like he held it together. I'm I'm proud of the fool. He also got beat up in a really like (laughs) pathetic, sad. Yeah, I hated him even having to be like, do you not see my face? Do you not see how like fucked up I am and how horrible this experience was for me like what the fuck and I just hated that he even had to explain it all to Fitz like that was so sad and pathetic but yeah not yeah. creepy it made a, me really low, angry low. that Fitz was going to punch him and then yeah was and like, then got mad and then was like yeah. oh how could anyone do this to the fool like you were like you literally yeah, almost this is like it. your homie and you were about to go at him it's an idiot it's a fucking kid <laughs> Toxic masculinity strikes again. Uh, That's Fitz's Speaking life. of, Fitz Misery the Bastard has moments. Heroic tantrums, extremely bad decisions. All of it. Yep. Thought about hitting the fool in the <laughs> face. Went berserker at Antler Island. Although we, we see that uh, some there was a song. Somebody wrote a song about his yes. antics. Which is great. Yeah, super great. Um, uh, next section is, but did you die? Uh, oh, my note here is it, he didn't die, but in this section's episode of Fitz got fucking poisoned again. Uh, I likened it to when uh, Arthur gets drunk in Red Dead Redemption 2, this being the best part of the game and the best part of this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's apt. That's. <laughs> did you and fight somebody and then dance on a table with them? Did you? What was the guy's name that he was shouting over and over I don't again? Remember. What, Lenny? Mm-hmm. Lenny. Lenny. Lenny! Lenny! Hey, Lenny! <laughs> Lenny! Lenny! <laughs> There's a lot of name shouting in this game. I've never played it. Come on! Come on, Lenny! All right. Uh, but uh, what made you cry? I put Verity. Verity's just sad, sucking at life. Verity and that thing with the fool when the fool got beat up, that whole thing. I, I like truly, I thought that was upsetting. But Ashley, I don't think that you called out your quote yet. 
Oh, I I guess I didn't. Um, my quote, I have scrolling, scrolling. You guys, the pages for these notes today. Scrolling, uh, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. My quote was, too much on my mind, too many directions to think in all at once. This is why he doesn't check on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's a bad friend. He needs to focus, get this kid some He needs an off. assistant. He needs some self-care. He needs to meditate. He needs to go back. <laughs> He's not good at meditating. Cat Rogan tried to teach he him. He's to try again. Drink some CBD. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as a person with anxiety that treats it with CBD. So don't, <laughs> don't at me. Uh, but no, like if Fitz was like in our friend group, what would we do? I would How give would him a him? reckoning. I would finger wag his ass. Like, dude, pull it together. Listening skills. I'd tell him to shower. Yeah. Get your cleanliness point like i just yeah i don't know buy him some soap take him on the mta to fight people with me (laughs) (laughs) i got that rage Uh, i'll watch so i totally get the like berserker thing because whenever i ever did sparring in taekwondo it was always like i would kind of like lose myself in it a little bit and then i would like suddenly be exhausted like like about to throw up or something uh and I don't know if it's just, like, you get, like, really excited and you stop thinking or what. I mean, but... imagine there's some adrenaline playing into yeah. it as well. And then imagine a bunch of other people's thoughts going through your head. Yeah. yeah. Eating off of everybody. <laughs> Rage orgy! Yeah. Yeah. Rage orgy. <laughs> I mean, cons- <laughs> considering how mad I got at certain city officials <laughs> in my past over certain arson acts that will listeners if you if you don't know rachel has rage issues <laughs> in our, what was Just it when our apartment a year and was a half on back on her twitter feed you heard <laughs> everything you need to know find, find to the tweets ikea. to ikea <laughs> <laughs> whatever i got oh my, my shit God. i really hope people look that up because it's fucking bananas <laughs> Berserker, 100%. <laughs> the Ikea Saga 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just made my heart rate go up a little. Okay. Uh, are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done. Anything else? Okay. So I just want to remind everyone before our sign outs that our next reading section is Royal Assassin chapters 21 through 28. It's Juicy, get ready. I'm so excited to stop recording this and finish reading these chapters because it's just getting so good. <laughs> yeah, you sent me texts today with like exclamation points. Yeah, I have. I was reading over my lunch break and I was like, what? <laughs> like, this shit is crazy. Yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Okay, new so, readers, you can sign out now. All right. I'm Ashley. You can find me on Instagram at ladybirdparker.com. I'm also having a mild allergy attack, which is why all of a sudden I've gotten very stuffy and nasally. My name is, is Joey. I am powerkid.exe on Instagram, and I help make floats for the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. Yo, braggy. Mm. Yeah. All right. New well, I, two I months away. I am a compliance manager. <laughs> the rest of my life is very it. uninteresting yeah i don't do anything yep it's a bore living with that rachel chick go keep All right, the sky's y'all. clear i'm getting out of here i'm starving and i can't bye. breathe bye bye, bye.
All right, before we go to section, I am, or spoiler section, I am Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I, uh, I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Jenny's Life 87 on Twitter and Faceless Ray on Instagram. If you like what we're doing, check out the Fire and Lunch podcast for all things A Song of Ice and Fire and RTFB podcast for more sci-fi fantasy reading discussions. This has been Buckheap Radio. Find us at Buckheap Radio on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail.com. Next up is spoiler section. Gone. They're not in the chat. Yes. What do you want to say? Um, I like that you still <laughs> check Tumblr. Um, <laughs> I which I did know not know. I was on there, I think I was looking for stuff for costuming, and I came across <laughs> that, and I was like, "Why are you hurting me?" <laughs> hey, I felt uh, the same as I replied. So yeah, I put a note in our spoiler section that says, "This doesn't have anything to do directly with the plot at hand." But I saw that Jenny reposted on Tumblr uh, a quote. I don't even. I didn't even include who reposted this, so that's my bad. But it's it says, "No one." The meme, "No one," where it's like no one says anything, and then me. Beloved's first ever line is Fitz, and Fitz's last ever line is Beloved. And it's like, <laughs> cool. I'm gonna go jump out a window now. <laughs> I will tell you who made that post in a second. Uh, fun fun fact, my Wi-Fi network is named Beloved. Uh, Black and White Motley on Tumblr. Black and White Motley. Oh, post. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Quality quality, good content at Black and White Motley. Uh, your, your Wi-Fi account is called Beloved, Eli? Yeah. <laughs> What's the password? Excellent. Uh, I'll give, <laughs> you, I'll give you two guesses. <laughs> Ratsy. And then you'll have it. Ratsy is king. <laughs> Fitz no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you get two. <laughs> so anyone who lives by you who reads Robin Hobbs totally using your internet right now. Yeah, well, I think I think I'm safe. India is not so This is people like They're not so into the books. Print. Uh, but on topic, I did. I pulled a quote from chapter 17 where Shade is yelling at <laughs> Fitz, where he says, Someday, Fitz Chivalry, those words will not be enough. Sometimes it is easier to pull a knife out of a man than to ask him to forget words you have uttered, even words uttered in anger. Yo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes a while to get there, but yes. It takes a while to happen. get there, but yeah. Excuse you. <laughs> Not needed. Thank you very much. I just put down that it kills me watching Rosemary run around. Yeah. And just always being there. And they just talk around her. They're just like, yeah, let's just talk in front of her. She's fine. She's and, just a dumb kid. And they always make yeah, pains to like, like, oh, point out how like, she's like know, not paying attention and, and, you know, pulling on the curtains or eating the fo- mm-hmm. food in a corner somewhere. There's an actually good Not spot. good. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> The child is better than you, Fitz. Good job. <laughs> and, like, he can't sense any kind of, like, nefarious purpose with any of his powers. <laughs> I guess not. 
<sighs> Do we have anything else I that we want to talk about? Um, when does when does when do we find out that Molly is actually pregnant? Soon. Soon. How many chapters do we have left? Are we doing the rest? I of don't them? think Fitz knows until after he's dead. Right. Oh. I do also. I did also like uh, when we were talking about Burge being hot, and Ashley wanted him to uh, get some, <laughs> yeah. and then I was just like, "Oh, just wait." Oh, he kills gone. me. He's going after that that uh, copper. So many times, or... I just want to burst out laughing. <laughs> what does he say? She's got red in her, in her coat. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a nice. She's not got a nice red glint to her coat. Shiny coat. Oh God. And Burge. Talks about Fitz being like too animal like. So I, I thought I would. So I thought I would bring up the the interesting parallel that so. Chivalry poached Birch's girl, and then Birch poaches Chivalry's son's <laughs> girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Indeed. So there's also that section where he where the fool's like, oh, okay, so someone's pregnant, and it's either Molly or it's or it's Catrican. And it's like, and he's like thinking about it. He's like, well, they certainly have been trying a lot. And I'm like, oh, but in like a <laughs> like, week, oh, <laughs> for like a week, that's that how cycles work. Fitz doesn't understand cycles. Are you kidding? <laughs> he doesn't even barely understands pregnancy. Poor Catrican. Her whole, I just feel she's fairly tragic. Like just like the, the shit that she has to go through. Like she has basically. Like a month, let's say a month of happiness with her actual husband. Then she's got to screw her nephew, <laughs> have a secret baby that she lies about. And then I guess it's, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Wait, I know does, that he was. Does she know that it was, well, I guess she had to have. Yes. She had to have. She knows. Yeah. Because well, it was actually Fitz's body. It was actually Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she understood what was happening, but it wasn't. Right. Yeah. And plus, but she's, like, like she, always, like, yeah. weird around Fitz, like, later on. She's always, like, soft around like, hey, him. Yeah, no. like, hey. Remember the time we sort of had sex? <laughs> I know you weren't quite there, but you your body there, was there. You weren't there, but your body, does your body remember? It's weird. Um, but then, like, and then, and then she's alone forever. Like, um, what else was revealed? White ships, pale woman. Oh, the pale woman. Mm-hmm. She's, that is not going to be resolved for a while. Nope. <laughs> I think that's the that's We got to get through like a whole other trilogy. In yes. this, in, Before we even get to that books, trilogy. At least that Well, I've she's read. like classic. She's like a very classic like 80s villain too. Like like high fantasy, like Beastmaster kind of like villain. Because she's just like, she uses sex and like hangs people on like, on, you know, on some sort of like stretcher. And she's like walking around in like a dress being like, ugh. But then... She also has the trappings of, like, like an actual literary fantasy villain. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really like her. She's cool. Because, I mean, like, I Regal is very hateable, but he's not it's He's not it. nearly competent enough to, like, despise. And then I feel like all of the people in the white, like, all of the whites that were, that they're killing in the last trilogy, is they're mm-hmm. not, I don't, for some reason I never really, like, I mean, they're bad, but you don't, I don't, I guess I never really felt like the same sort of connection to them. Well, it's just what 
it's just the the, the farm that produced her, right? It's mm-hmm. just like going to the source of, of this one thing. Well, it's like the the culture is bad yeah. in Clary's. I mean, individual people are too, but they're like following the culture. Where she just like, because she's isolated, she just goes off and like takes it to a whole new level. Well, she's cruel in a weird like extra Right, way. and she's also, you know, she's... Plus her hands become all... like sticks and she's like scrabbling through the ice hallways. I mean, she, that's, that's some like fucked up. She's also shit. doing stuff to all of the characters that we know. So yeah, like, that's that, true. that yeah. doesn't help her. Whereas Clary's is a little bit more abstract. Yeah. It's like ha- hating an organization versus like one, one person. one person. Right. I think Regal, like he's, he's a good villain, but like. You kind of hate everybody else's incompetency mm-hmm. that lets him continue more than him. Yeah, himself. he's like a Disney villain. He's like that kind <laughs> right. of like brand where it's like, okay, everyone knows you're evil, but you're yes. just still out there doing your thing. Right. And that whenever you get to uh, experience him through Fitz's skill towards the end uh, of this trilogy, you, you realize he's really not that. I mean, he just happened to have power. He's really not that, not that dangerous of a person. I mean, but that's the thing about these books too, is like the bosses level up as your hero levels up. Like, cause especially by the end of, of the Tawny Man trilogy, like Fitz is at like full power. Like who, who could really, you know, fight him. But then you realize, oh, a lot of people at once can fight him. Like he can't be everywhere at once. Not even in berserker mode. <clears throat> I uh, I'm trying to think. So the the timeline of events that's happening, Regal's going to pretend that Verity is dead, right? I remember yes. literally zero things other than Fitz getting tortured. Right. Dying. So there's going to be a thing where Verity is dead and Fitz doesn't believe it. But Fitz tries to go north and gets accosted, right? Like he leaves. God, you, mean you guys south. are zero things. He's he heads south. Yeah, zero things. Yeah, so he he dies. <laughs> he comes back. He's like a wolf. No, yeah, that part. While. I'm talking about before the death. Immediately. Oh, the, oh okay. The, immediately following this section. Yeah, he leaves Buckkeep because he doesn't die at Buckkeep. No, he. He dies at Buckkeep. Oh, he dies at Buckkeep? Yeah. Why do I feel like he dies in, like, the woods? Well, because he's running around in Night Eyes later in the woods. Okay, because <laughs> he has this, like, berserker thing where he's, like, killing people. He's got, like, a knife, and he's, like, running through Buckkeep. Yep. Yeah, he, like, loses his mind. This is shit I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't either. And I've only read, like, one and a half chapters into the next section, so I am not... I haven't read any of it because I can't, because I will spoil everything, because I can't remember <laughs> what happens when. <laughs> Case in point, when Shade tells... Yeah, I cannot... I wrote... Yeah, like, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. I know that it's not safe for me to read ahead, so... Yeah, he's, he's like, talking to Shrewd or skilling skill linked with shrewd or something like right, that and, and he, he experiences and he it, experiences yeah. justin and serene like they literally drain the life out of him as he's there interacting with shrewd and then he just like so loses then, his like, goddamn well, I'm fucking mind. killing you like i'm coming down the stairs <laughs> well he so he was he must have been using the skill because he's got like a headache or something and he's like laying on the ground and 
shit is happening because Shrew just died, right? So Shade right. gives him kerosene, and he's like loses his goddamn mind and runs <laughs> through the castle with a knife, just murdering <laughs> skilled people. It's, it's awesome. great. It's awesome. <laughs> I just remember being really pleased, and also like my like my mental image of it is just like a wild man with a knife. <laughs> I need to get a fake knife for or a cosplay. sword. Does he have a sword? He has a no, sharp object. He's got a knife, and I remember that the because knife. they're they're talking about how crazy it was that he was holding off like seven guards with a knife, and they all had swords. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait. Mm. I gotta read. I know. And Ashley was texting me. She was like. She texted me. She was like, I do not believe that Verity is dead. This is some bullshit. And then she just kept sending me exclamation marks. And you were like, I remember nothing. I said, I'm not saying shit to you because I already get enough shit from you about how I accidentally spoil stuff. So I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I would be like, oh, really? That happens? I remember nothing. But also, like, yeah, honestly, like, I'm 50-50 chance I tell her something that's not even true because I can't remember anything that happens. So I See, also this is stuff I forgot. I also have always like had this theory that after Tawny Man, Robin Hobb didn't have like a master plan. But now that I read the section from chapter seventeen about like the pulling the knife out of a man and then asking him to forget words you said in in like anger. No, no, she planned that. That's been there. Did she? Yeah. Come on, that's really specific. <laughs> well, I guess too because. Oh, I guess the Clary stuff is sort of talked about in in the second trilogy, right? I mean, it was talked about in this section we just read a little bit. Yeah. No, no, but not, like, by name and, like, specifically. Mm. I just wonder if she always planned to go there, is what I'm saying. I mean, every time we get a new book, we go farther and farther away from Buckkeep. Like, the six duchies, like... And there's still, like, a whole section of the planet that we don't... It's like, wheel, you know, or not wheel time, but um, it's like Westeros. Game of Thrones, where it's like, what's over there? <laughs> what's west of Westeros? Yeah. <laughs> Stellar writing that did not win. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Post Emmy's comment. <laughs> looking forward to the knife thing, and it's being crazy. I'm looking forward to Shade uh, being a shit with, like, the blue fire and stuff. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i forgot about that yes because after like he's he's very like pro the th- the throne like he's like whoever's on the throne is who i'm gonna follow until mm-hmm. until shrewd gets murdered and then he's yeah he beca- but he's like never he's like a, he becomes a free agent at that point and he's a badass she gets very interesting as this the story progresses and like the next you know the Tawny Man trilogy when he's just like yeah so a much whole of new what person Shane goes through is yeah it, well that it's like the fact that it's like he was denied the skill and then he like he's like no I'm gonna fucking learn it and he finally <laughs> yeah. gets it and then it's I just my favorite thing about Shade having the skill is just him bothering Fitz all the time <laughs> it's just like oh my god it's three a.m. will you leave me alone about these scrolls that you're reading I'm like can't this wait. That's great. I love it. Can't can't (laughs) wait. Can't wait. But it makes you think that, like, before Shrewd got sick, that's probably how Shade was with Shrewd. He was probably always, like, coming out. without the skill, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, coming out of the wall, like, guess what I read? Just go to the walls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
like shrewds it. I hope there's just like a, a little door like by his bedside. He just opens it up and is like, okay, here's what I read in the latest scroll. Or like shrewds just like trying to like take a dump and he's like <laughs> hearing a whisper. He's like, hey, shrewd, I read this really cool. I read this really cool scroll. It's like, leave me alone. Go back just tapping out like Morse code on the walls. <laughs> shrewds oh, trying to sleep. The one thing I'm not looking forward to is uh, after after Fitz dies and comes back, he like severs ties with Shade and Birch, and it's like mm-hmm. it's very sad. That's but also like I think narratively necessary, like not just because we want to separate them so he doesn't know what's going on, but also because it's like he has always been someone else. He's never been his own person. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he needs to spend some time as his own person because otherwise the whole story that he goes through would never be it would never be one that we believed in fully because we would never feel like he made the choices for himself. Mm-hmm. He would always have done it out of loyalty to someone else or guilt for some, you know. He doesn't obligation. get a lot of time to just do things for himself in this series. He's always sort of tied to something. So it is nice that he has that briefly. Mm-hmm. It's still sad. I can't wait till we get to the part where the fool comes and carves stuff into all of his furniture. That's my fave. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fave. Like, your place is a dump. I'm gonna make it better. <laughs> and then half oh, is like, who's my times. new dad? I can't wait till I start traveling through the skill pillars and it gets real confusing. Oh, God. Yeah, those weird entities that I used to, like, to this day, I mean, I I would read those sections and be like, you know what? I don't know what that is. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in these books like that. There's voices and, like, beings and, like, weird things that are or are not stunted dragonling. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Go to a is. beach full of giant crabs and... Yeah. <laughs> is that another planet? Is this the Cosmere? What's happening? <laughs> There's treasure Crossover. on this beach and giant crabs. I don't know. I still don't know what that's about. It's like when you lose something, where does it go? It doesn't go to Neverland. It goes to this really shitty beach. Well, yeah, like when he starts traveling through skill pillars with Dutiful and like he's just like in all these random places. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. His sort of son. Thanks, guys. Uh, see you for chapters... Uh, I don't know what the chapter is. 21 through 28. 21 through 28. <laughs> uh, which will be in a mere two days because of the way that our schedule is working for New York Comic Con. Yay. Oh, God. Happy reading. <laughs> Yay. All right. Bye. Bye. Right. Bye.